0: Hi, everyone. Here's what's bothering me today. So as I brought up in the Among Us stream that I did with Chelsea Manning and Central Committee and a bunch of other people, uh, when we were talking about, hey, how's everyone's week been? I mentioned how I was joining or attempting to join a housing co-op. Now, that's still a ways off so far. You know, I've passed the credit check. I've passed the interview process. And now it's just kind of wait for a spot to open up. And that could take years, which, you know, has always made me think more and more about the housing crisis and that's what i want to talk a bit about today because i also saw in the news last night that housing prices in canada have actually gone up and home sales during the pandemic have shot up as well which clearly shows a problem because lots of people are feeling the pinch so who's buying all these houses This brings us into real estate speculation, and I actually want to do a whole separate video on all that stuff. But what's bothering me today is that there's something that I began to think about and realize there may be a way, potentially, for the left to fight back on this issue through the Constitution. At least here in Canada. I don't know about America, Britain, other places. So here's how this all came about, right? I was thinking about, you know, oh, geez, you know, housing prices are just getting so crazy around the world. And you even see on some TV shows like House Hunters. And there's like an international version of that show where people are trying to find houses in like, you know, London and Spain and stuff. And these people are paying or they have to pay what are obscene amounts of money to try and live anywhere remotely convenient in many places around the world Uh, for americans the housing unaffordability in san francisco and new york is infamous here in canada it's the same for vancouver and toronto in britain london is the big city and it's super expensive people love to go to hong kong but it's unaffordable unless you're wealthy so this is a clear issue of you know housing unaffordability because the people in a capitalist market understand oh well There's clearly a desire to live here, so, you know, as someone would say, supply and demand, right? But here's the thing. There is enough housing to house probably every person in the world, but we don't because it's not profitable. Additionally, governments could actually change this so that they could mandate that more affordable housing be built and more diverse communities be allowed so that there is less of a class struggle or separation between the classes. But they don't want to do that because the developers are in their pocket. The main point I'm getting at here is that what we're seeing around the world and also here in Canada is that more and more people who need to move to a larger city to find again, you know, why do we move to cities for more opportunities, either for finding more fulfilling relationships, better jobs, more opportunities, more networking opportunities this is part of the natural human condition, which is why things like freedom of mobility are built into a lot of constitutions, including the Canadian one. And that's the angle I want to hit today. Because maybe, just maybe, there's a chance that we could start mounting pressure for a constitutional challenge against crazy prices. I have this lovely little copy of the canadian constitution in its entirety that's why it's fairly thick it's by an adam Dodak, and it goes into a lot of the constitutional history of canada it's not perfect this is basically a summation of everything this is kind of like beginner's entry to the canadian constitution as opposed to the full study of the entirety of constitutional law and various statutes that date back to you know the royal proclamation in the 1700s But this is a good starter, and it contains everything from the initial British North America Act and the Constitution Act and, of course, the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which is what I want to hit on today. So, under the Mobility Rights section of Part 1 of the Constitution Act, the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, the Mobility of Citizens, it talks about, you know, every citizen of Canada has the right to enter, remain in, and leave Canada. You have the right to move and gain livelihood. Every citizen of Canada and every person who has the status of a permanent resident of Canada has the right, A, to move and to take up residence in any province and B to pursue and uh, sorry, to pursue the gaining of a livelihood in any province. Here's the limitation. Three. The rights specified in subsection 2 are subject to A, Any laws or practices of general application in force in a province other than those that discriminate among persons primarily on the basis of province of present or previous residence, and B, any laws providing for reasonable residency requirements as a qualification for the receipt of publicly provided social services. And then there's a second part under this, which is about affirmative action programs. Uh, So four, subsections two and three, do not preclude any law, program, or activity that has as its object the amelioration in a province of conditions of individuals in that province who are socially or economically disadvantaged if the rate of employment in that province is below the rate of employment in Canada. So, there's a lot to unpack there. In simple terms, it means certain requirements have to be met before you can... uh, participate in various social programs that that province offers so if i just suddenly move to alberta say next week that doesn't mean i would automatically just switch to getting albertan services and oh look see i don't have a place please provide me free housing like that's not how it works right but here's the angle the left could potentially start hitting in canada Mount a constitutional challenge, noting that skyrocketing prices and real estate speculation is directly impairing a Canadian's right to mobility. If Canadians need to move to different cities, you know, let's say you get hired, and let's say it's a pretty decent office job, you get hired from instead your local branch of let's just say a industrial steel manufacturing company, but they say, you know what? You're really good. We want you to be the regional manager of our operation in Thunder Bay or in Toronto or Montreal, wherever it may be. Right. But if you can't adequately live in that area or you're not making enough money to make ends meet and it precludes you from living in that community or you have to move super far away and then commute which then means more roads and more investment that real estate speculators are not necessarily having to pay despite profiting from it so all these various aspects begin to impact a canadian's right to freedom of movement if you need a job and if public transportation doesn't provide that and you don't have a car that really messes up your ability to move. So you are then either stuck in a low-end-paying job and possibly stuck in a ghetto or a disadvantaged neighborhood of some kind. And now you are trapped there and you can't leave despite best intentions and despite you working very hard to do so. The system and the, the world around you is not structured adequately for this. And so having these... Various problems of real estate speculation, making places unaffordable, despite people needing to live and work here in order to access the economy. If you can't access that adequately, that is a limitation on your freedom of movement. You are being limited by capitalist forces from your constitutional right to mobility as a citizen of Canada. Now, I'm sure there's probably some constitutional experts out there who would argue, oh, no, this is what that actually means. And I would love to hear that from them because I would love to know if I'm missing something, misinterpreting something, or perhaps if maybe, you know what, there is something here, either in one of the various subsections that could be uh, addressed in a court of law or a court of appeal. I would love that. But it definitely seems that perhaps there is an opportunity here. A real opportunity for some people especially those smarter than I and more familiar with law than I will ever be to bring this to the attention of their MPs to other lawyers to scholars constitutional experts spread the word far and wide because if we can begin to find nuances within legal frameworks and within what the Charter of Rights and Freedoms here in Canada claims to provide Canadians, that is another avenue through which we can better the lives of people. And the fact that it took me this long to think about this and to bring it to people's attention is definitely what's bothering me today.